start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. Nick, I was so focused on you knocking those furs off the wall that I forgot to check with you what episode it is. 118. It Eight. is 118. But is I just, it really? Yeah, it is. I Good just guess. wanted Frank to feel stupid. Yeah, well, you've accomplished that because I didn't know the episode. Yeah, speaking of stupid. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of really stupid. So, we'll be honest with you guys. We're sitting here, um, you know, this is kind of like a... A bit of a down, down is, time. Yeah, it's downtime. You know, it's our weather's been shit. It's been raining a lot. Yeah, so. we really haven't had any luck shed hunting, so morale is down there. Um, we haven't really hit our time uh, to start scouting for birds. You know, I'm starting to see people looking for birds, but personally, a little too early. Um, so we're just kind of in. I a, think you just need to get in there and educate the shit out of them. You yeah, should have started exactly. months ago. That way, you know, if you shoot one, it's, you're gonna earn it. It totally contradicts everything you talked about last week, Tom. <laughs> um, but we're just, you know, in, in in a bad mood, so we're just going to talk about everything that just irritates Tonight's us. Tonight's all about talking shit. Yeah, it's all shit. And we're talking. not even going to sugarcoat it. It's, yeah. We're talking I mean, shit. It's we'll just I'll go back. It's a fictional podcast. So <laughs> even though I really feel this way, it's fictional. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to kind of, as uh, Peter Griffin would say, we're going to do a little bit of like what grinds our gears. Um, and I'm not saying that is that a Peter Griffin thing? Yeah, yeah, it's from Family Guy. That's why I, that that's why I asked that's why we your, brought that up before the episode. I was yeah, I didn't know. Were you like, why would you want a Peter Griffin impression? Yeah. Well, now, well, now that, that it makes sense, what I don't do you think doing? Peter Griffin originated that saying. Yeah, but it's a lot it of people know it from. It. I don't even know about made famous, but a lot of people know what really grinds my gears. That was terrible. <laughs> Terrible. I spent four years on it, right, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're kind of just—I mean, it's all all in good fun um, because yeah. I if know you do any of the things that we're about to talk about, it's take all in, it lightly. Yeah, relax. Take, take it lightly because I know that there's stuff that I do and Tom does and Frank does that yeah. probably annoys the shit out of you. Or like we don't wear you know. camo. A lot of people get pissed off about that. Yeah, I I wear leather boots when I when I hunt. Yeah. Uh, I've had, you know, friends that I respect tell me that I'm dumb for that. Yeah. Um, so we do things that grind our or your gears. You grind my gears. Everybody's just grinding gears. It <laughs> <laughs> was a terrible uh, joke. It, it was. That wasn't one of my best ones. But that's what you get with impromptu. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Fact. Most of the time they're not. <laughs> so I guess I will start off with um, what really grinds my gears. And it's something that has really irritated me for a long time. Um and it is people making workouts 100% based around whitetail hunting, specifically like most of them being out of the Midwest. 
Yeah. Um, that you and I have talked about that so much. You like that's send, been behind the scenes since yeah. before the podcast was ever even a thing. Yeah, you send me links all the time. Like, look at this shit. Like, is this like, a joke? Like, I, I working out is important. Um, I yeah. You don't want to disparage that. You yeah. want to be in shape to do yes. what you're doing. But I think tailoring your workouts strictly to mobile hunting, I, I think, is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, only because I watch men in their 50s and 60s and even my grandfather in his 70s take climbers out in the woods after drinking scotch and Mick Ultras all night long until as late as you could imagine and then go and like and wake up in the morning and go out and do what these guys spend three years training for yeah um I I think there is some physical uh endurance needed for hunting but I strongly feel that it's not an Iron Man. Like, definitely, <laughs> definitely not an Iron I just, Man. I, I don't. I have hunted um, in several different states, tons of different terrains. I have never once prepared for any of them, and I have never been let down. Like I've never let my physical ability has never stopped me. Yeah. On a hunt, and I just I think people psych themselves out, or they want. I think, I think they want their. Do. I think they want their experience to be harder than it is. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be able to talk about how hard their experience was. Yeah, how hard they fought for whatever animal it is they're going yeah. after. And sometimes there are situations where it is oh, a yeah. hard fought, you know, like the terrain sheep hunting. Would, sheep hunting, even like you'd elk, hunting, yeah. elk hunting. Elk um, hunting. Yeah, I'm not talking, I'm not dissing those people. Uh, it's the people that hunt whitetail in the Midwest or in Pennsylvania or whatever, like yeah. that talk about, you know, I'm trying to figure out what workouts I need to do to make my deer drag easier. Uh, Grab two, a whole two of cigarettes thing. and a six pack of bush light. <laughs> like I, I don't know. That'll just, do you just good. Yeah, that's just one thing that has always just irked me. Is it's been getting more and more popular. People posting about here's your workout for yeah, here, like, this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, you D- better get on this so you can drag a deer out and get DM up in a tree. Me, uh, and I'll send you the the link for these workouts. Um, I think the only way it gets worse is if somebody starts putting diet plans together so your farts smell more like clover. <laughs> um, that's about – and, and I feel like it's not even that far-fetched. It's somebody out there is working on it. Actually, I know and <laughs> – No, you do not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, there is a, a very um, well-known successful hunter out there that refuses to eat onions a month before the season and it all throughout the season because he swears it will come through his pores. When he sweats. Huh. I'm not going to give his name away, but if you know of a very anal hunter, um, that sounds awful, by the way. <laughs> uh, somebody that is very strongly um, opinionated in his hunting uh, tactics, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but he's a very successful hunter, so I guess I can't rag on it that much. But um, guess what I'm getting well, at? Sometimes even people that are successful, you hear about the things that they do, and it's like really – like. That is not what your success is about. Like you do yeah. so many his, other the, amazing the, the things and hardworking things to be successful, and you're going to attribute it to this little thing. Like you have so much more to talk about than that. Here's here's an idea. What, what's going to happen this year? I'm not going to eat any onions, and if I still end up smoking a spike with my muzzleloader on the last day, I'm going to say it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going back. I love onions, so. Um, but that's that's I guess the first one that came to mind for me when we decided to talk about what's grinding gears and annoying me i got 
a couple, two that are kind of like piggybacking. Um, one, and I, I, I'll just I'll say it, it hex gear. Oh yeah, you, okay, yeah, just throw it out there. Yeah, you're ruining any sponsorship we'd ever have with hex gear, but I wouldn't want don't it want anyway. it. Hex gear. We we joke about it. I I was talking shit right in front of their booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were walking around Harrisburg, and we walked by their booth. And we're like, oh my god, this shit. So I guess I will before you get into your rant. I will say I don't think that there's anything wrong with their camo pattern. No, I think it. it I'm sure it's good stuff. It looks like quality gear. Yeah, I have no problem with, and I I, I can't even speak honestly on the quality of the gear because I've never used it. But I don't like Never will. what they are selling. That that's where my hang up is. Yeah, like I don't. They're saying, and they take videos like, "Oh, this deer's like walking right up to this person." They're like, "Oh, because hex gear cuts down your electromagnetic signal coming off your body. This deer has no idea you're there." I have been in a lot of situations where I have a hoodie and jeans on. And I've had deer walk. The three of us were standing in a field last year. You're going to see it in the intro to Tom's Buck Kill yeah. uh, when we release that later this year. Three deer walked up right behind us, got within, what, 15 feet of us? That, we, were, yeah. we were all standing there talking bullshit. And wearing, Without hex gear. Yeah, and they walked right up to us. So the, the, I've had, Tom's had— could you, could you imagine how close they would have got <laughs> if we were wearing hex Thank you for that, Yeah. Tom. Uh, but, I mean, Tom's had, during turkey season, he's had deer literally jump over his legs. Yeah. Like, came around a tree, like, right, you know, stepped right there. I've had very close encounters. A lot of good doses sitting still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and that, that's what it boils down to. That's why I, like, if you just would tell people to sit still, like, if you're telling them, oh, if you just buy hex gear, then you can do whatever the hell you want in the woods, and deer will just be walking right up to you. your electromagnetic field is blocked. Yeah, and how often do you have deer standing right underneath you, and you're videotaping it? Like... <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of electromagnetic signal coming off of a camera and electronics, and it's a lot more than your body. Like I, I just, I don't get what they are selling, but people are buying it, and people are, they buy into it. So I just, I don't get I it. But if, like you said, their camo pattern—it looks like decent stuff. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I, there, I got nothing wrong with the camo pattern. I just think, and I'm sure it's an it's okay a quality thing. Yeah, it, it is a marketing thing. And the other thing I was thinking along those lines is they have like laundry detergent that cuts down like your UV light or something like that. Like, yeah, I've read into that. Yeah, yeah. I actually read an article on that this week about turkey hunting and how. Oh, turkeys... so now that's out of this article. Tom <laughs> said it was in five minutes. This is going to grind my gears. <laughs> go ahead. I'm not even going to go there. Go ahead. No, they say that. Who's they? The experts. The, yeah, the experts. The guy that wrote the article? Yeah. Okay. It, or maybe the scientists. Was, was it a peer-reviewed article? I don't know. Was, was it just, Wikipedia? You know what? <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> Come on, Tom. I know, I Frank, what else were you yeah, saying? No, I won't. I, we won't well, I want to know what you have to say about the – because, like, am I sounding stupid because of the – I think Yeah, we want to see if Frank is the dumb one. So explain what your article said. It was just basically saying how UV light – is reflected differently in the eyes of an animal than it is in the eyes of a human. So turkeys pick up UV light as almost like a bluish glow. So if you have, you know, your clothes that are high in UV light, you're hmm. going to look like a glowing blue blob out there. But like how significant is that? Like I don't know. Cuz yeah, I've I've obviously never used that stuff and I've never had any trouble with turkeys or deer or any other animal picking me out of any sort of situation unless I was moving. So how much of a difference is that making? Like, are you... And 
how much of the UV light can the detergent really wash out of your clothes? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, I, we've I all know. seen the picture of, like, this is without the UV detergent, mm-hmm. and this is with. But I've also seen the commercial when they spray the scent away, and the guy disappears as he's spraying <laughs> it. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. How real are we? Real recognize real, and it ain't looking too familiar, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I just, I, I've i never had too much trouble so with turkeys. This would be the perfect time for me to use my new saying. But um, the camo I use does not really emit a lot of UV light. How do you know? Is it advertised that way? No, they were saying like the the bright, crisp, flashy new camo, like that's really bright and vibrant. So it's more of a reflection. I I don't know how it really works. I don't know much about UV light. So I'm going to weigh in on this a little bit. So I wear, um, what is it, Silent Predator wool? Yeah, Yeah, you wear Silent Predator. Um, Silent Predator, um, on their website, they advertise that there are no UV brighteners in their dye. So I'm wondering if what you're getting at is a little bit valid, um, being that like most camo companies, they really are trying to appeal to your eye. Yeah. Like, ooh, that looks like, I mean, what's the first thing you say? Oh, that looks like a cool pattern. Mm-hmm. Like your first, that's everybody's first thought is, oh, yeah. that's a cool pattern. That's why I like tree bark. Cause it looks badass. Um, <laughs> So maybe what Tom you're getting at is like that they do put like UV brighteners in um, a lot of new camo. Yeah, to make it pop, make it stand out, look clear and crisp. Yeah, that way you want to buy it, or you know consumers want to buy it. So now you're the idiot, Frank. I don't know if I'm the idiot yet. (laughs) I'm just no, I'm just like you said. How much of a difference does it make? Yeah, exactly. And the same with like hex gear. Like I'm sure they have put some science to it. They're not just saying it out of their ass. They'd be sued if they didn't. If there wasn't some science to it, but it boils down to how much of a difference does it? Yeah, exactly. So when they like advertise it as like if if you're not wearing hex gear, the deer are gonna spot you a mile off. It's like "Mm, I don't know about that. So it's it's more in the advertising that I have the problem than the actual equipment. Yeah. Like, just tone it down a And I do bit. love how we're all talking shit on stuff we don't use or have ever used. Yeah. We're <laughs> so just like, looking at advertisements it, and going, that looks really dumb. Yeah. So if anybody is getting offended, just remember that we have literally no... Um, basis in fact yeah we have nothing to stand on. <laughs> what we've said before on the podcast a bunch of times, if it makes you feel more confident... Yeah, Go for I, it, exactly. It. If, yeah, if you wore hex gear and you don't, you swear you've never been spotted with hex gear on, by all means wear it because that's your confidence booster. Yeah, exactly. A, I think it's the same concept as um, Frank's lucky shirt and Tom's spike necklace or lucky sweatshirt. Like, yeah, you feel more confident with that on. And if you don't, so say you had a marginal shot and you weren't wearing your shirt forever, it's all the shirt's fault. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, if you've been wearing hex gear for 10 years and you, it's, you swear it works, um, and the one time you didn't, you sneezed and the deer saw you, you'd swear it was because you didn't, you have, didn't your have your hex gear. Yeah. So, again, do what you're comfortable with, but I'm still going to talk shit. Yeah, we'll still <laughs> talk loud. Um, you said you had another one that was like a it was It was basically, oh, it was, it was like a piggyback with the, the UV, UV light and the hex gear. gear. Like, it's very similar things. They're advertising something that mm-hmm. I don't think really makes a difference, but they're advertising it as the make or break Mm-hmm. The way I look at it is bottom line, uh, back in the 60s, there's people killing giant bucks wearing a red flannel, a red and black checkered jeans. flannel and yeah, blue jeans. exactly. And that's what I always look back to when I see all of this new technology with 
the UV light and electromagnetic stuff. I'm like, I know that there were some monster bucks killed with Nike high tops. Yeah, with Nike <laughs> high tops. I have the photos. Wearing basketball boots. Those so are yeah, that's, we should we should do some more of those like iconic photos from back in the day from my grandpa and his buddy and your dad. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah, I mean, there's pictures of them out west, and you get to see with, what they killed deer in. Yeah, in I mean, whitetail or deer monster muleys with Nike high top, bat, like with the Velcro <laughs> strap across the top. Like, yeah. I mean, looking good, just pretty fly for a white guy. Exactly. Um, Tom, so that's it, my rant. Yeah. Tom, yeah. I know that there's got to be something. Well, that kind of leads me into mine really the only thing in the industry the hunting industry that pisses me off is when people think their way of success is the only way of success because mm-hmm. like we said like i i kind of i don't know i don't buy into all the new latest greatest technology the trendy stuff yeah mm-hmm. how i've been killing or how i've been hunting I've been shooting a buck or multiple bucks a year um, for the past uh, quite a while. As long as you've been hunting. The last quite a while. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean. getting a a year's equivalent to what that actually (laughs) equals out to. Get a conversion rate. Um, And I don't don't do everything by the book. Mm -hmm. Well, you do it by your book. Yeah, by my book. Um, May not be what you think is the right way, but I don't go out and tell people, if you don't hunt like I do, you're a moron. Yeah, Tom Sobolewski's way is the only way to kill a good buck. Yeah, we sit on this podcast every week and tell you you know, what works for us um, and how we get the job done, but we're not telling you, you have to do it this way yeah. or yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, so, we always tell you to leave it in the comments how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the Very first one to tell you, you there's a lot that I don't know about a lot of stuff that I do. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's, I know all of us at this table have done things for the first time in the woods, but like had no idea if it would work, and it did, and other times it blew up in our face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I don't know, when someone tells me, oh, you're never going to shoot a buck if you're wearing leather boots in your tree stand, or if you don't have this camo, you're not going to shoot a buck, it almost makes me want to go out. Yeah, in blue jeans and work boots. Yeah, and like go shoot a buck. Fuck you! I'm about to do it. So, I, and I know I could. So, mm-hmm. well, the doe I killed this year. Were you there? I spilled gas on my harness in the back of the truck. Like that's just a, one of those like how crazy people are with scent control and everything. I literally the night. I, so I had a, a five gallon gas can in the. This is another big no no. I'm going off on too many sentences here. Let me just. Start. Well, I'm gonna go more on that okay. when you're done. So. Last year, it's like second week archery, um, I had a five-gallon gas can in the back of my truck with all of my hunting gear. Um, People would say, big no-no. And I also regretted the decision when I got to the farm and the gas (laughs) can had tipped over in the back. And my harness was soaked. I mean, like, it was wet. I was like awesome and i was like well I'm, i don't feel comfortable hunting without a harness especially when i'm hanging my stand yeah that i'm going to hunt in so i i said screw it and i'm in my stand and i i'm getting a buzz off of gasoline <laughs> like it, it just reeked of gas i was like this is awful and i had the dough that i shot um which you'll see in the video eventually uh it comes pretty much directly below me 
and never once I, I saw seven doe that night shot one of them not a single one turned their nose to me now mm. i'm not saying that they couldn't smell me yeah I, i'm just saying that i'm hunting not very far from a farm where the smell of gas is a typical smell in the air and i think that's why i got away with it what i have to say might make you think a little bit differently but up in alaska you are covered in gas all of the time because it's not like you're going to a pump and filling things like you're filling your boat every because we run out of boats every all day every day we're in the boat yeah but i've never spilled a drip of gas out of a can when filling up we don't use cans we have like siphons and stuff and you have to like the last little bit like the last three or four gallons you can't siphon out so you got to pick it up and dump it so you are literally covered in gas when i get up there i'm covered in gas for two months so every time anybody goes out hunting there is the smell of gas and we talk about it all the time up there like people are so worried about you have to wear your scent lock or whatever to keep your scent in it's like no you got to play the wind to do that because we're the smell of gas is not a natural smell to a moose 350 no. miles from any town in alaska like that that is not a normal smell for them so if you just play the wind right that gas isn't going to bother them because yeah. it's i've thought about that so many times like I'm filling up the boat, and then it's like, okay, let's go call some moose in. And it's like, I am covered in gas. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that deer can't smell as good as they can, because they can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they can I, smell really good. I don't think there's anything you can do to fool their nose. No, yeah. I guess all I was getting at is Tom, off of Tom's point of like being by the book and everything. There's yeah. a lot of people that would tell you that if you dump gas on your your clothes before you go out in the woods, you should probably not wear them. Yeah, um, but it can still pan out. One of the most decorated hunters I know um, did absolutely nothing by the book. He hunted in blue jeans and uh, orange coat, whether it was archery or rifle, Mm -hmm. smoked cigarettes out of his tree stand, (laughs) coughed the entire time. A Um, gallon Ziploc of candy bars. Yeah, constantly opening up candy bars, and he shot big bucks every year. Yeah. Out of the same tree. Yeah. He hunted one stand and one stand only. <laughs> We're going to skate so. to one song and one song only. <laughs> yeah. It, and, it, and that's just it. I mean, he did nothing by the books. And even one of the guys up at our camp uh, we hunt with, people would argue that he doesn't do anything by the books. And he's got the biggest deer that's ever been killed at that farm mm-hmm. under his belt. Um, and that's not the only buck he's killed there either. He's killed plenty. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody's got their own book. I guess is what, yeah. That's what it boils down to. And it really, kinda, it's kinda, almost like counterintuitive with us grind, like talking about what grinds yeah. our ears. Like, don't do this shit. But also, you know, do whatever you want. Well, but, I think people. I mean, if you're if this is the 118th episode you've listened to, you you know you know us, our mentality. Yeah, you know our mentality, and you know that like when we say those things, it's not like set in stone. Like we definitely believe this. Like yeah, you have it's to. mostly all in good um, fun. If this is episode one for you, sorry about it. Um, maybe <laughs> maybe listen to a few yeah, more. <laughs> go try a few, figure out where we come from. Then you'll, then you'll understand. Yeah. Um, but I think Tom hit it perfect uh, about like, you know, not necessarily having to be by the book. Yeah. Um, Everyone's got their own book that they run by and that they are successful with. Because everybody's grandpa is different. I feel like everybody, oh, yeah. the way they hunt, most people, it ties back to their grandpa or their dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's grandpa and dad hunts a little bit different. And it just, it's the way it works. I know, you know, you 
guys never hunted like enclosed stands. We yeah, hunt yeah. enclosed stands on certain properties. Yeah. Works for us. You know, it, it just even as close as we are in hunting, we, we still do so things different. We have so many different styles, yeah. Yeah. Um, we literally hunt together. The three of us hunt together all the time. We hunt the and same properties and hunt differently. Totally different, yeah. And we're always bouncing ideas off of each other and doing new things because we, yeah. we're different. Everybody does different things. Yeah, I will attest Tom is a better deer hunter than I am. Like his number, his numbers are better than mine, hundred um, percent. Um, I can easily say that, and he hunts differently than me. But that's mm-hmm. not going to change the way I hunt. There's still yeah. times that Tom asks me for advice on a certain setup, yeah, and I'll ask Tom all the time. Like I don't think I ever go hunting without consulting. conversing with, yeah, consulting with Tom. Like, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, and you text me all the time during season. Like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I saw last time I was out. Yeah. You know, just bounce ideas off of people. Yeah, even though we hunt completely different, you know. There's always some valid information to be had by someone that might even not know at all what they're talking about. They might say something, and you're like, you know, that kind of makes a little bit of sense, or it helps you make a connection that you were kind of already working towards. Yeah, or even just um, blind to because you're so invested. Yeah. You know, we had... Um, there was a buck Tom had an encounter with this probably two seasons ago now up at our, the, our camp. Um, and I remember Tom, it was like one of those, like it was off in the distance. He never could have got a shot anyway, mm-hmm. but he came back to camp and we sat there for hours putting a plan together to put Tom back on that deer. Yeah. Um, problem yeah. was it was in the middle of the rut. Yeah. So, yeah but I mean, I remember Tom anything. coming back there. He said he was almost scared to like go back cause he didn't want to screw it up. Yeah. So like, that's why we sat down you know, with several of us to try and, you know, we pulled out a big map. Yeah. We're here's how it. I would approach it. Yeah, here's this, how you would approach yeah, it. Tom's like, this is where I was. This is where he came through. So then it, you know, you play, Oh, you know, I think, you know, each of us is like, well, why would he take that route? And it's like, well, I think he was coming what's from over here. here. What's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you put a plan together. It didn't work, but like Tom said, it was the middle of the rut, you know? That, yeah. That, you can, anything can happen. It's unpredictable. In the but rut. that's the kind of thing. Like, everybody's got a different book. And I think, Pull pages from all of them, and yep. Take the you'll be successful. And, yeah. Anything else, Tommy? No, it kind of yeah, wrap, wraps up for me. Gears are ground right off. Yeah, we're smooth wheels now. <laughs> uh, smooth sailing from here on yeah, out. Yeah, I hope we didn't offend anybody too bad. Um, I think anybody that listens could pick something apart that we do, and it's not going to offend me. So if you want to lash out at yeah, me what on Instagram. Yeah, what grinds your gears? Yeah, let us, I would love to know what you see is annoying uh in daily hunting what you see on instagram because there's a ton of them um you're not going to offend me by any no. means i'm so i i would love to hear what other people have to say uh and i'm sorry if we offended you not, not i'm not, not really sorry, not really but... entirely sorry <laughs> but that's the political thing to say I guess. yeah <laughs> um but in that note i hope everybody uh you know the weather gets better in your area turkey season's right around the corner so Um, regardless whether you guys think it's corny or not, make sure you guys are all getting outside.